Welcome to another podcast of They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and share us on Instagram. This is our April episode, and we'll be discussing, uh, it's kind of a potpourri episode. Well, we've got a lot going on, and uh, we're going to share it with you, and hopefully uh, segues nicely together. To start, I'm Nick Phillip. I'm the Library Services Supervisor. I'm Lauren W. I work in the Teen Central with the teens. I'm Caitlin Tipsword. I'm the Graphic Design and Marketing Assistant. And I'm Lauren M. I purchase all of the adult fiction, and I am one of the catalogers. So, here at the library, uh, our, our big overarching focus for the whole month of April is our annual art scale. Which has been months and months in planning and execution, and it is finally approaching, starting with our Starlight Reception on Friday, April the 26th, which lasts from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Uh, I've never been to the Starlight Reception, so could one of you uh, fill me in on what's all happening on that, on that night? So the Starlight Reception is actually really cool. I've been twice now. Um, and had an excellent time. It's the best time of the year to be right. library staff, to be coming in here, because you get to do lots of fun stuff, like um, you get to eat delicious food, you get to have good drinks, and you get to walk around and experience a lot of local art to Indiana. Just absolutely tons of it. Our entire gallery upstairs is um, shut down during the day for us to prepare, and we open it at night to the community. Right. Um, in the past, we've opened it only to invited guests, but this year something new is that we're going to open it up to the entire community, so everyone is welcome to attend. There is no cost or fee. It's absolutely free. So you get to come in, eat food that's free, drink drinks that are free, and then walk around and experience the art that we have. We have This year, we have almost 80 artists who will be attending. And aren't a lot of them brand new artists that have never oh, featured yeah. at Arts Gala? Mm-hmm. Most of our artists this year are actually brand new artists. Um, we do have some fan favorites coming back this year, but um, a lot of our, our artists are brand new to this event. And the theme, I believe, is facets. So there is a real focus on jewelry, if I'm correct. It is. So this year's theme is facets. Every year we try to choose a theme and pick our signature artist and our signature piece. From that theme, this year our signature artist is going to be Brad Bickle. His signature piece, Reactive Glass, is a beautiful silver and turquoise bracelet. I don't even think it's, it's not real turquoise, it's like a turquoise color. He does some sort of really cool melted, like shaped glass. It's really neat. Um, The Plainfield Magazine actually just did a giant feature on him and his art. So you should definitely check that out as well. Um... But he's, he's a really super cool artist. He does all of this art that's like silver and this molded glass. Um, we also have a lot of other jewelry artists attending this year. Wonderful. We've got some wire artists who do like a lot of wire jewelry. Um, we've even got this artist that does this kind of like hammered metal jewelry, which is really cool. I'm a big like Game of Thrones, like any kind of medieval or viking show or something with all of the you know arm bangles yeah. and things like that so that's really cool that's going to be here this year oh that sounds like something matthew our sound guy would be into oh yes <laughs> he's giving us the thumbs up <laughs> so i'm glad i know all that now and 
the the Arts Gala will continue throughout the weekend, so that would be Saturday the 27th and Sunday the 28th during our hours of operation. And what will be happening during those hours? So on the weekend, it is actually open gallery. Friday night is kind of the big reception where we kind of treat everybody to a fancy night where you get to hang out and mingle, and it's very social. Um, and then on the weekend, it's open gallery, so you can just kind of wander in and out looking at all of the art. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, all of the art that we will have here is for sale. This is a fundraiser. So 30% of all of our sales will be going directly to the library. Um, the Friends of the Library put on this event each year so that they can fundraise for really cool activities like our programs, different kinds of services that we do. In the past, we've done lots of really neat stuff that we've supported mental health initiatives, children's programming, all kinds of really neat things. So that's what this will go to. So if you love the library, definitely come check this out. Uh, one thing of note, though, uh, Friday on the 26th, we will be closing the library down at 1 p.m. It's so we can get everything set up because there is a lot that goes into it. It's not just, you know, displaying the pieces of art. We do also need to move around a lot of furniture, set up all the food, get all the servers ready. Um, and our servers are library staff. So if you um, happen to have a favorite staff member that you see wandering around with a tray, you might be able to get them to do stupid human tricks for you or something, because we are there to please you. Excellent. <laughs> I, for one, am really excited for this weekend. Uh, I love big events, and there's a thrill to pulling them off, and I'm going into this with a first-timer's excitement. So I hope to see all of you there, especially those of you I've talked to about it. You know who you are. <laughs> The tweens are also sort of getting into the artsy mood um, leading up to Arts Gala. On Wednesday, April 24th, there is a tween messy art contest from 4.30 to 5 p.m. You can create your own masterpiece and maybe win a few awards. Smocks will be provided, but please wear clothes that you don't mind getting dirty and that are extremely washable. So don't wear your Sunday best to this because it will be a giant mess. I'm looking forward to seeing what the tweens come up with for this and also what these spectacular awards are. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Messy art sounds like my uh, my middle school years. <laughs> well, that's perfect. <laughs> wasn't supposed to be messy, but hey, that's where life goes sometimes, you know? We also have some other non-art-themed programs that we're excited about coming up this month. We In the teen room, we have um, a teen screen. We are showing the movie Stardust, which is based on a Neil Gaiman novel. It's about young Tristan who wants to prove to his beloved that he loves her, and he sees a star from fall from the sky, so he thinks that he can go grab the star, bring it back, and make her love him because he has proved his love more than this other guy in town. Um, but as he goes and travels, he ends up in some magical realms. He meets some flying pirates. He discovers that the star is actually a person, um, and there's all sorts of fun things that happen along the way, and he might change his mind about some ideas he had about the world. There's also a subplot in there about these, what, nine brothers that all oh, want yeah. to be kings, so they're all trying to off each other. Right. There's lots of uh, murder and backstabbing, literally. And, <laughs> and in the weirdest way, it's hilarious. It's so good. I, I love this movie. I'm hoping that the teens will love it as well. So has anyone read Stardust at this table? I yes. think all four of us might have. I actually haven't. Oh, really? I'm a, I'm a fake fan here. So I love the movie. And okay. I've never read Neil Gaiman. And I picked up this book thinking, like, 
it, it's an excellent book. I, I feel like I'm setting it up for. Not is it super it. different? It is. It's it's the same story plot, but while I, while while like that's a teen program and it is very much like a good teen movie. It's not a. It's it's book wise. It's lot, not book wise. There's just there's a lot more mature content going Interesting. on. Interesting. Um, and I I loved it personally. Like when you get the kind of weird, like you know, old fairy tales, like dark and kind yes. of grim. That's how this was very much kind of like, I don't know if anybody ever read Impossible and I don't remember who the author was, but it was also kind of a fairy tale based on that hmm. Simon and Garfunkel song where it's like, if you love me, you'll do these three impossible tasks. Okay. Um, and there's like fairies and it's just very dark and grim. Hmm. But yeah, I, I, every time I've made a poster or a social media post for that program, You've I've just been, been like, thinking, what in the world? <laughs> I just remembered reading it and going, wow, like I love this book. It's right up my alley. But the, the movie does not do the dark and grim parts justice. I'm kind of okay with that for yeah. <laughs> at least my program purposes. <laughs> Also in the children's room on Saturday, April 27th, we will be having our monthly STEM Saturday. It's a great time to get to know all of our STEM kits that you can check out at the library. So we set out uh, a handful of them and you guys can just have at it with your kids and it's an all ages thing. So anybody can stop in and try to see what we have. It's a lot of fun to watch everybody get to know our technology and how we kind of tie together different iPads and some of our toys and stuff like that. So that's a, pr- a lot of fun one. On the adult side, we're actually a little thin this month. Uh, A lot of our programming efforts are going into executing Arts Gala. So we are a little thin for things in April, but we've got some really exciting things coming up in early May for adults that we want to be on your radar so you're ready for them. Uh, First off, I am debuting a brand new discussion group called Record Club. Now, the idea for this is... If you're like me, uh, you listen to a lot of new music during the month, and I found that I don't have a lot of people to talk about it. So this is a clarion call for uh, to everybody who does this to come over to the library on Thursday night, March, no, May 2nd, to talk about the albums that you liked or maybe even didn't like, because I don't know about you, but I like to hate on things. So come on over on a Thursday night, and we can talk about music. I I know for my purposes, I'll be talking about the new Pup and Inter Arma albums. All genres are welcome, though. Just let's come over and talk about it. Again, that is May 2nd. We were talking earlier about how we don't even know what month it is. We've been so busy. (laughs) It's not March. It is May 2nd. We also have a program for all ages coming up. Uh, well, actually, it's kind of a two-for-one. On May 4th, we are celebrating the day May the 4th be with you with a Star Wars program that's going to run from 1 to 4. We're going to have all kinds of activities. There's going to be a game where you have to get the Death Star plans to Princess Leia. We're going to have some BB-8 bowling. And then on May 5th, we're going to celebrate Revenge of the Fifth, and we're going to be showing a Star Wars movie. We are not revealing which movie it is until the time of the program, but it probably will not be The Phantom Menace, and if any of you are huge (laughs) Star Wars fans, you'll know why I said that. As a massive Gungan supporter, I'm actually very disappointed. Well, one that I'm excited for in May as well, I get to finally venture into the adult realm of programming, and I get to do a It's Never Too Old to Read YA book club. So this has been a 
harbored dream of mine for a few years, so I'm excited to finally be able to do it. The first book we're going to read is Scythe. The first discussion will be, oh, sorry, Scythe is by Neil Shusterman. I've talked about it before probably a billion times, so it's a good one. You want to read it. And also for our March Madness, well, not March Madness, but Book Madness, we had voting, and Scythe is the book that the library chose as a whole to win all of that Book Madness. So clearly you guys love it. If you haven't read it, please read it. We have a few copies as well as an audiobook of it, and it's in digital formatting. And um, the book discussion will be on May 6th at 6 p.m., at Johnson's Coffee Shop in the, the Plainfield Mall area. So I'm excited to be able to support a local coffee shop as well as be able to discuss with some new peers about it. It'll be interesting to see or to discuss books with adults since I do a middle school book club and a high school book club. So that'll be a lot of fun. I hope to see a lot of you there. We've got another fun new program that uh, is starting up that same day. It is Essentials of English. It's a it's an English as a secondary language class that will be taught by one of our library assistants, Kylie. And it's for all ages. So if you're learning English, if English is a new language for you, come on over to the library. Um, you can register on our website. You can learn with other people and come by and brush up on your skills. So while our summer reading club kickoff will not be until late May, we will be doing pre-registration starting May 1st online on the Plainfield Library website, plainfieldlibrary.net. So go ahead and get signed up. Once you're signed up, you'll be good to go to pick up your reading logs or to begin your challenge after the kickoff. We've got a a lot of these programs that we just discussed. Um, were created for our summer reading challenge, and we've got a lot more coming throughout the summer. Yeah, it'll be a lot similar to last year, um, but our theme this year is a universe of stories, so we'll be doing a lot of space stuff. I'm pretty excited about that. And now let's move on to my favorite part of the podcast, where Lauren (laughs) W. and I talk about books that we're excited about and upcoming books as well. So with Arts Gala coming up, both Lauren W. and I have kind of been in an artsy mood, and... um, Lauren, you said you have a couple of Absolutely. artistic books. Yeah. I want to hear about those. Okay. Well, one of these is like one of those weirdo favorites of mine where it's not the best book ever written, but I really, really enjoyed it. Some of those are the best. Right. Exactly. And I think this might be up Caitlin's Avenue, but we'll see once I get done explaining it. So it's called Jane Unlimited by Kristen Kishore. Uh, it's about Jane. She just graduated from high school and she's left with no direction. The aunt who kind of brought her up has disappeared. She's not sure what happened to her. Um, and so she's just kind of on her own. She she loves making umbrellas that are inspired by her dreams. So she makes these really whimsical umbrellas. She really describes what fabric she uses and how she does the outside of them and sometimes the inside of them. It's very interesting how she does that. But her artwork gets her invited to this um, gala, which is very interesting, speaking of arts galas. <laughs> um, and she her seemingly boring life gets turned upside down when she's invited to this. So she comes to this giant house, and this is just – This house is, like, super interesting and has a life of its own. So this book is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book, except for you, the reader, are not choosing your adventure. There's five different, like, mini-stories within it. So she kind of, like, makes this decision so it goes down that route. And one of them's, like, a sci-fi thing. And one of them's, like, a she, like, walks through this painting into this other world thing. And, like, there's all sorts of different things that happen throughout the whole thing. It's a lot of fun to see what each one like, what happens to her in each one. Some of them are, like, dangerous things that happen. Some of them are 
like she falls in love. Some of them are, you know, just different. Like she's solving a mystery in one of them. It's super, super cool. I really enjoy it. What was that called again? Jane Unlimited by Kristen Kishore. We definitely have a copy on our shelves because I read the arc of it in one day and I was like, well, we're definitely <laughs> buying this. So. Well, I don't know if you convinced Caitlin, but you convinced me to read oh, it. Oh, perfect. I at least got one of you. <laughs> oh, that's like everything that I love. Like it's got all of the kind of kooky. Exactly. kinds of like different style of writing yeah a way of shaping the story um i'm a big fan yeah it also sounds kind of like you said um like the after high school that kind of college age new adult niche which is also right up my alley perfect let's check it out i've I'm, got you pegged i'm Just really kidding. fascinated by the structural uh, yeah. aspect of it um it reminds me of some other bits of my favorite media yeah uh, so well, and I'm always a fan of, like, choose-your-own-adventure stuff. So anything yeah. that's kind of, like, you can see different what your decision splits off into, I'm totally in for that kind of stuff. Um, another one I haven't personally read, but it is definitely a Prince honor – or a Prince winner, not just honor. Sorry. It's I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. I'm sure some of you have read it or at least know a lot about it. But it's about twins Noah and Jude. They both love art. One of them is a sculptor and one of them is a, a – I was going to say drawer – just a, he sketches and stuff. I don't know. Illustrator? Thank you. I don't know. Words are escaping <laughs> me today. Um, Noah, he, he's the drawer. Um, it's from his point of view, it starts when he's 13. Um, and he's kind of falling in love with a boy next door type of story. Um, and he's trying to get accepted into this prestigious um, art school. But then the other point of view is his sister, but when they're three years older. And she's the one who's going to the art school, even though he was the one who ex- was accepted and something has gone down between them. So you're trying to like unravel the mystery of what happened between them and just kind of their family dynamics and stuff like that. So it's multifaceted um, in the art world as well as just life and love and family. So it sounds like a good one. There's a reason it won the prince. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. What about you? I know you pick some art books. I did, yes. Uh, The first one that I chose was The Masterpiece by Fiona Davis. Uh, She has written books, uh, The Dollhouse and The Address, and she's very much known for writing historical fiction. And uh, this is also um, an historical fiction book. It starts in 1928, and it's about uh, Clara Darden. She is a teacher at the Grand Central School of Art, and she's also trying to break into the art community but there is a lot of sexism towards women mm. and women artists that, that that phrase women artists it's said with such disdain by most of the people she's surrounded by but she's really not gonna take no for an answer and she's she's not a wilting flower and like what the first scene she's marching into some guy's office and saying why is my art not being shown with everyone else mine is just as good what is your excuse and she 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 does get involved with some other people who are saying like they you know they want to mentor her and so she's really appreciating that attention but they're also doing kind of weird things like they're trying to embarrass her like they they make her uh, sit in on a class where she is going to have to do whatever anyone else is doing. It turns out it's a human form class hmm. where she has to draw someone naked. But I loved the, that scene because they thought she would be embarrassed and run out. And instead she's like, well, I haven't done this before. Let's have some fun with it. Okay. And then, you know, then she makes someone else come into her class and do what her students have to do. And then they find out just how difficult what it is that she does. Okay. Um, and then the next story, there's a dual narrative, um, is about Virginia Clay. She is, in 1974, a recent divorcee 
in New York City. And um, if you know anything about the 1970s, New York was an incredibly dirty, dangerous city. You did not want to be anywhere but your home after dark. Mm. Um, And she has been left by her husband. She has almost no work skills, so she's able to get a menial job at Grand Central. But now it is dangerous and dilapidated. And on like her first day there, she's just trying to find a restroom. And yeah. she she can't find one, and she then eventually stumbles upon the old art school that Clara worked at. Mm. And she comes across this beautiful watercolor that's just being left to rot. And it's unsigned, and she just falls in love with it. So she tries to find out who did the the watercolor, just so she can give credit for it. And then as she delves into this mystery of who did the watercolor, she also stumbles upon another mystery, that of the famed illustrator... Clara Darden, who huh. disappeared in 1931. Weird. Yeah. I like that. I like it when it follows up with a generational type of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then the second book is The Curiosities by Susan Gloss. Uh, it's about a woman named Nell who has a PhD in art history. She is very happy in her home. She has a loving husband, but she's really struggling with fertility issues. And in an attempt to help her, her husband suggests, well, you know, you're not working right now, but you have all this education, you have all this talent, why don't you try to, to get a job? Uh, she eventually does get a job as the director of an artist colony, where she it tries to um, work with different artistic personalities, and she's also just immersed in all this creativity. And it's not just people who are painting. You know, there's there's a metal sculpturist. There's a photographer. And they all, like, have these quirks that do involve their art, but also kind of make things difficult for the rest of the artists. So she's kind of become this den mother to all these different artists and kind of develops something akin to a family. But it's also kind of causing some problems in her own marriage because she spends more time there than she does with her husband. So their relationship struggles a Mm. little bit. But um, I think the thing that I really loved about this book is all the different types of artistry that they talk about. You know, there's the the metal sculpturing, which, I mean, apparently we're going to be seeing quite a bit of it at the Arts Gala tonight. And I was really glad to hear about that because I find metal sculpture really interesting. And then... Also, photography, which so many people forget is an art form. And it's this, right. the, the photographer, she's this very old grandmother who's got dreadlocks and takes really gritty photography that you would <laughs> not expect from her. And it's just, it's it's really a wonderful story. And I loved the elements of family among the art community. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I cut in and shamelessly plug a digital resource? Go for it. So we've been talking a lot about the art scale and all these different arts books, and it got me thinking that we should probably mention Creative Bug, yes. one of our newer resources here at the library. It's completely free, and it is a kind of DIY how-to help site. So you can get on there, and if you're interested in learning a new art form or advancing in a current art form, there are videos and how-to guides and full lesson plans on how to learn a completely new kind of creative task. And there is everything on there. It is anything from like crocheting to painting to cook. Like uh, they've got like book or videos on like preserving food, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. I know. Different stuff on gardening, creating different kinds of decorative things in your house. If you want to get into like macrame or all kinds of different creative tasks and styles. 
Um, you can get on there and learn a new thing or advance on your own. That is found on our website, plainfieldlibrary.net. You just click on digital resources and scroll down to creative bug. Should be good to go. That's awesome. Thanks for that plug. Yeah. We always want to talk up our good stuff. Well, we have for everybody. <laughs> Something I'm excited about for May is a book called The Kingdom by Jess Rothenberg. It's coming out May 28th, so we've got some time before it comes out. But it looks really, really cool. It's another thing that's really up my alley because I'm weirdly into things about AI. So this is about um, an immersive fantasy theme park called The Kingdom. So there's princesses and all these things that are engineered for people to feel like they are totally immersed in like a fairy tale land. So the guests can ride virtual dragons. They can walk among bioengineered species. Um, And then the main character is Anna. She was engineered to be a princess who makes dreams come true. But uh, then she kind of falls in love with another worker that's, I think, a human. So she's not programmed (laughs) to fall in love. So clearly she's going past things that she's supposed to be doing. And then the person she falls in love with uh, dies. So then she is charged with murder, which is very interesting. So the whole thing, I think, is centered around a trial. So it's kind of all done in testimonies. There's interviews. There's Anna's memories about Owen. And so it's kind of like a discussion about what it means to be human because there's all these like things, elements that go into it and the fact that she's not a human but fell in love and wasn't supposed to. So I'm always kind of into that kind of storyline. And I like the weird fantasy element of like this is like Disney World on steroids or something. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to that one. The cover is also very cool. So it's like a human face that's like splitting and opening up. And you can see into the, like, machinery inside. Uh I I love covers of YA books. So I'm excited for that one, clearly. (laughs) I'm excited to see it. I'm the one who's going to be cataloging it. That's right. (laughs) Um, I've got a couple of books that are coming out in May as well. Uh, There's The Black Jersey by Jorge Zapata Patterson. Uh, This book takes place during the Tour de France. And there have been so many very strange accidents happening to the riders. Like how many riders are going to get flat tires that Mm -hmm. happen during the race and throw them off their bikes? You know, that's just, it's just very, very strange. And the police are um, leaning on a, uh, a cyclist who is ex-military to help them kind of uncover, is this just a lot of bad luck or is there someone really out to sabotage it? And I love Mm -hmm. the fact that this is like, it's a mystery, but there's a lot of sports novel blended into it. Yeah. You get a lot of good strategy. And I, I think in this country, a lot of us don't know much about the strategy behind... Biking? Um, yeah, behind a lot of the, the big cycling races. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I might know a little bit more than some people because I'm a huge Yawamushi pedal fan. So I get to see a lot of the strategy in that. Interesting. Yeah, different aside. But um, this really goes into a lot of the strategies that the cycling teams have and what an individual cyclist will use during the race. So you get some mystery, but you also get something kind of fresh to be to learn about. Well, I was yeah. going to say, I feel like I don't know of, I mean, clearly I don't know very adult, many adult novels, but <laughs> um, I feel like there's not that much about Tour de France or cycling or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that's very cool. And uh, another one that I'm really excited for is Helen Huang's The Bride Test. She is best known for her breakout novel, The Kiss Quotient. Uh, this one is also another uh, cute little romance novel. It's uh, about uh, two different characters. There's Kai, who uh, calls himself um, emotionally dead and relationship-challenged. Oh. 
and his mother has decided that he has been single for too long, and she brings home a potential bride for him. Oh, no. Named Esme. She is, she lives in Vietnam, but she is actually biracial. Her father is American. She never knew him, but um, she does know that her heritage is part American. And you know, Kai is just mortified and doesn't think that it'd be fair to marry anybody because, as he has said before, he's emotionally dead wouldn't be capable of actually loving anybody. But for Esme, this is an opportunity to help her and her family. So she's fine with there being no deep emotions. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're forced to hang out with each other and spend time together. And they actually really click. Just personalities click. They develop a really nice friendship and um, actually do eventually fall in love. But one of the things that Esme is really worried about is that she has a daughter back in Vietnam and she hasn't told Kai about this yet. So she's huh. a little nervous about that. Uh, I love the fact that we do have um, some identity going on because Esme is biracial. She's part Vietnamese, part American, and trying to find out who she is and where she belongs in this world. And it is made clear in the book that Kai actually is on the autism spectrum. Okay. So... There's also some, under, like, him coming to understand who he is and why he is reacting the way he does, getting a better okay. feel for the spectrum that he is on. Uh, Kirkus has called this a stunning superior romance. Oh, man. And Kirkus doesn't like anything. No. So I have a feeling this one's going to be pretty good. Well, it sounds really good. I like all that's involved with that one. Mm -hmm. Those are some pretty good picks. Good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's my favorite part, the part where we talk about what we're geeking out about. Hopefully you guys know what you're geeking out about. <laughs> oh, yes, you're going to have to stop me on this Okay, one. we'll see. I'm going to start just really quickly. Um, I have been binging Game of Thrones. I have finally caught up. Um, I watched the first season, I don't know, years ago. I don't even know how I watched it because I don't have HBO. And... Um, I have really enjoyed it. I got my husband into it after him not wanting to watch like the first three seasons and then by the fourth season he was in and we've really been enjoying that and we're looking forward to um, maybe signing up for HBO Go for, th <laughs> for the last season. We'll see. But yeah, so it all started because I listened to the audiobook of the first one, which I talked about in January yep. and it got me hooked. So here I am really into it years late. I'm really excited though. <laughs> I am like beyond pumped. For the new season to start. Mm -hmm. Like all I have I've just been so excited. I rewatched this the seasons. Okay. Um because I'm ridiculous and like I just watch the same things over and over again and obsess over them. Hey, I um, feel that. I've been working on this cloak for for like I've been knitting this cloak. No way. Um, that Arya wears and like the set but we're on the eighth season, right? So yeah. The seventh season she's wearing this like cloak and it looks like it's knitted and like yeah. quilted onto this like fur and I'm almost finished with it. I'm convinced I can get it finished by this weekend. And you're just going like, to watch it at home with oh, yeah, her I'm just with your cloak on? I really like that. That is so cool. Please um, send us pictures of right? that. Absolutely. I am super excited about it. So I actually hated the books though. Like I Well I've only done the first one so far and it was like pretty spot on yeah, um, for is. the first season. So and then I was told by some of our coworkers to not worry about the rest of it. So it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly I read the first book and no offense to anyone who read them and enjoyed them. I like my, my mother read them and enjoyed them. A bunch of my friends read them and enjoyed them. But I, I it was identical to the show. But yeah. The show just was more compelling for me. OK. I'm also which is like super geeking out about Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's probably one of the few times you'll hear a librarian say that 
the show is better. So yeah, <laughs> just throw that out there. Other than Game of Thrones right now, I'm not like super geeking out about anything. I'm reading a book right now that I, I think I like, <laughs> but I'm just, I think I'm so confused by it that I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Um, The Secret History by mm. Donna Tart. Nick, Nick corrected me the other day. And it's really interesting. I got, I, I really like those kind of like boarding school murder stories. <laughs> and so this, that's what kind of this is. It's like all these people are in college and they're kind of in this like small liberal arts college in like the New England area. And they're able to, they're in this like, they're in a classics class that's really secret and quiet. And there's only like five people in the class and it's their entire curriculum. So they're like secret society, really fun things like that. And it starts with a murder. It's like a murder in reverse. Hmm. So they tell you about the murder and the murder happens and then they go back and like explain all the way up to how this murder happens. But in there, there are more murders and there's more dramas. Hmm. And it just, I keep thinking the book is over because it <laughs> surely is over. We've had like four plots um, and it is not. It is never <laughs> over. There's probably three more plots left. I got 200 more pages. So Man. I love it. And I'm going to like, I've been reading it on our Libby app. Um, which I love and I use all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think I am going to buy it because I think I'm going to have to read it again to be like, what did I miss here? Like, I feel like there were so many plots. So I do enjoy it. Okay. That sounds pretty intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have talked about this author before. I am currently or maybe just continually geeking <laughs> out Jasper Ford. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I love his work. Um, I... I talked about Early Riser coming out and how much I was enjoying it. I think I talked about this in February, about how much I was enjoying it. I'm currently still reading it. The reason being, like, I keep going back and rereading stuff to try to catch maybe little things that I've missed. Also, I just don't want this book to be over. I get that. I am absolutely in love with this world that he has built in Early Riser, um, for those of you who don't remember, it basically is the idea that in this world, humans have always hibernated through the winter. And I went to see Jasper, Jasper Ford speak about this, and he talked about all the different things that he had to plot out in his world building. And you see it in this book, just all the different questions he had to ask himself. And I just, I can't get enough of this world. And I, I just, it's a good thing that I own a copy of it because otherwise <laughs> it would never be on the shelf in the library. I would have to just keep checking it in and checking it back out. Cause I just, it's like, I, I read like 20 pages and then I want to go back and I want to reread 50 more from previous because like, oh, that might be connected to that. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm going a little nuts over this book. <laughs> so you are clearly geeking out, which is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Well, uh, I've got a few things here. Um, like everybody else, I'm excited for Game of Thrones. I am the nice. the old stalwart who will say I like the books better. Okay, but I got also both sides going on. I also really love the TV show. Um, it was a uh, really disturbingly, it was a real formative uh, piece of work for me growing up. Um, you shouldn't do what I did and read it when you're 13. Uh, it's a little much. Yeah. Uh, but I am also very excited for the NBA playoffs to start real soon. Uh, I've watched less basketball this year than I think I have since I was, oh, geez, I think the lockout like eight years ago when I was in college. Uh, but 
you know, I always sink real deep in the playoffs, and it's always a bad time. Uh, my <laughs> and uh, but you know, I'm excited. Uh, go Pacers! And on the book end, I am in the middle of a project where I am reading in chronological order all of the books that take place in the Malazan Empire world created by Stephen Erickson and Ian Cameron Esselmont. If you like fantasy, this might not be for you. If you really love fantasy, this is definitely for you. Uh, I genuinely cannot give an easy synopsis for what the series is about. Um, uh, if you think A Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones don't have enough characters, this might be this might be in your wheelhouse. Let's put it that way. Uh, the most recent book, Esselmont's Kalanved's Reach, is a prequel to the main series, and it just came out. We have it on our new books rack, actually. I'll get a, I'll get to it in a few months here. But I've been reading through it. I'm currently reading uh, Esselmont's Stone Wielder. Uh, I really like these books, man. <laughs> and uh, I hope you like them, too. We have a good deal of them here at the library. Come through and talk to me about them, and I'll get you pointed in the right direction all right well that is our show for this time uh, thank you all for listening we hope that you will um, subscribe to our podcast and we also hope to see you at arts gala 